The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hi, this is Dr. Glenna Rice, Questionable Conversations on the Dr. Pat Show. I'm here with Dr. Pat. Yeah, hi, everybody. And you know what? This has been the show in the making. Uh, Dr. Glenner and I talked about this a while ago, and we have a very special guest she's going to introduce in a minute. You know, today's episode is all about phenomenal stepmoms beyond the stereotype. And why is this important? Because I think along the way, Dr. Dr. Glenna, you heard me mention my stepmom like in a lot of shows, right? But not like in a crazy way. And so this is how we're bringing this to the forefront Now, having said that, this is really about relationships, isn't it? And tell us about, tell us about our featured guest for today. Oh, I would love to. So one of my favorite people in the world, Simone Melissus is here with us today. She is uh, the founder of Joy Business Access Consciousness Facilitator. I have known her for 14 years and she's just an amazing woman. Um, And I'm so honored she came on and she has become a stepmother also and i know that we i had her on the show maybe a year ago and you guys had started to talk about this and started to work up to what this conversation about being really different with the energy of being a stepmom and what that is and what the contribution can be and i know yes dr pat you have spoken um highly of your stepmother and how she contributed to you and um i love to hear what simone has to say about this today welcome simone Thank you so much, Glenna. 14 years. I didn't realize it's been that long. <laughs> Thank you for having me on here. I'm so grateful you came on. Um, so stepmothers, they have a yeah. interesting stereotype, as yep. I said, title. They're usually not given a great name um, in this reality. <laughs> <laughs> we have many stepmothers in fairy tales that tend to be quite terrible people, um, which is what a lot of us grow up with. And then so many of us have stepmoms. I actually do not have a stepmom, but my children do because my their father has remarried. And I had a step-grandmother who was a huge contribution. Um, so Simone, do you want to tell us a little bit about your relationship with your amazing man and his yeah. child? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? As you're talking about this, I remember the first time I met Nash, who is my stepson, and he was five years old. And I had been, you know, dating Brendan for a while, and they were coming for the weekend. And they drew, they drove up, and Nash jumps out of the car, and I looked at him, and I said, "You must be Nash." And he looked at me, and he went, "How do you know my name?" <laughs> so cute. He was five years old, and that night we had a dinner party, etc. And we woke up in the morning, Nash was sleeping in the guest room. We woke up in the morning and Brendan said to me, I think I need to go into the guest room so that he can wake up with me so he feels okay. Brendan's gone into the guest room, fallen asleep. And the next thing I wake up and Nash is standing at the edge of my bed looking at me and he goes, can I get in bed with you? And I was like, sure. (laughs) So, you know, that's the first 24 hours of me meeting him. And he definitely determined what our relationship was going to be like. And I do think that kids 
have such a big say in determining what that relationship is like. He, you know, he he created an energy that I realized that I did not not desire to have in my life. Because at one stage I was like, I don't think I want to do this relationship. I didn't, I wasn't planning on doing a relationship, you know. And Brendan said to me, well, I sort of come with a five-year-old, you know. And then I looked at it and Nash was being so amazing in the contribution that he was to me, which I think that is quite often people don't look at that. They think it's all about them giving to the kids, but it's Mm -hmm. not. It's like the kids give so much to you as well. And he was such a gift in my life that I didn't, I didn't think I asked for it. And yet if I pictured that energy not being there, my life felt less than. So I was really grateful for Nash being him and what he's chosen Mm -hmm. since the day I've met him. Yeah. You know, one of the things too, I want to just uh, talk about here in a minute is that it used to be using the word stepmom was an anomaly, meaning that we came from, and I'm not talking a whole lot of years ago, but we came from generations where marriages stayed together, people stayed together. But now uh, there was a study that came out a couple of years ago which talked about the fact that the projections are that there could be, and now they're saying more, more than half of the women in the United States will find themselves in the role of stepmom. I don't know about outside of the United States, but now we're talking about this as a role. And up until recently, we haven't really talked about what it's like for a woman to become a stepmom. We we generally have focused on the children, but that's a tough role to step into, right? Uh, and so we should talk about both sides of it and then talk about what is it about our wisdom, knowledge, what is it about my stepmom that uh, I hated it when I was growing up, but I'm so grateful she was who she was. <laughs> when I was growing up. What do you think about that? What do you think about that, Dr. Glenna? Well, those statistics are quite amazing. (laughs) I I just went to, wow, this is not a conversation we have very often. And if it's that many women that are um, choosing this, Mm -hmm. you know, what a great conversation to start speaking to a different possibility. Because I think you do now, you know, you guys can both speak to this, but you do kind of go in it to it with this, you know, you've got someone else's child you're raising some other woman is the mother of this child um women don't always get along perfectly well uh and you you're stepping into starting to take care of someone and care for someone that you you know you didn't have the same choice going into it or totally different way of choosing to go into it and yes this this what simone was just talking about the um how much the children contribute and how that's that's something mothers that aren't step parents have to um, ask all the time what contribution and look at differently like what contribution are my children to me because I know my three children are incredible contributions and it's not like they do the dishes kind of contribution it's what they add to my life and how they make my life greater Mm. that is a really different conversation I agree and I think each situation has to be yeah I think each situation has to be looked at really different too because most people assume that it's like, okay, two parents split up and here's the kids and now there's a stepmom or a stepdad involved. But with my situation, um, Nash hasn't seen his his uh, his mum for, oh, God, at least six months. I think he's t- spoken to her once. But she's had no 
she hasn't really pushed it and not really much mm-hmm. desire and he hasn't had any desire to see her. So the situation that's been created with us, he's now 13, is he's definitely chosen me to be his mum. And his mum is, is, she's, you know, done some interesting things over the years. Like at one stage I remember, um, you know, I asked him, we bought him an iPod and I asked him where it was and he looked at me like really sheepishly and I said, what, what's up? What's, where's, where, do you know where your iPod is? And he went, yeah, he said, I had it at my mum's house. And he said, but one of her friends stole it and took it to sell it. And um, I went, okay. And I went, so we had a chat about, do you think that's what friends would do? And he was like, no. And he eventually, like his, you know, mum lives a really different lifestyle. And he eventually said, I don't want to see my mum anymore. I don't think she should be burdening me with all of her troubles and everything that she goes through. So it's it has become very apparent that I am more like his mum. But I've always said to him, I will be whatever you want me to be. You can call me whatever you want. And he actually calls me Simone. And I will be that for you and I will always be here for you. And yet it, it's different. Like he doesn't have these two parents functioning. He lives with us full time. He's actually at boarding school now, which he's surprisingly loving. So, <laughs> so hated it at first. I think every kid does, but he, he likes it now. So he can see what it's creating for him. So I think it's really different situations as well that everybody has. And you have to, you have to look at what the situation is and what you're going to choose based on that and what you mm-hmm. can be as a contribution to them and as Glenna, you know, was saying, and the contribution that they are to you. It is it is a different conversation for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I discovered and I want to talk, I want to ask each of you about this is that I didn't discover until I got older, um, years later, uh, what my stepmom actually went through. I mean, I had a sense of it but I didn't really understand the full impact. Uh, The other thing was that here my stepmom was almost the age of my sister, who's 12 years older than me, and uh, very young, very beautiful, from the South. Uh, My stepsisters, right, were Joyce was my age, Doris was a year younger. So that tells you that my stepmom had her first child at 12, her second one at 13. Uh, my dad was like, I don't know. I think he was like a million years older than her. Um, right. And here she is. She gets this family. And at the time, my dad was doing really well. Well, she didn't really know what she was stepping into. She didn't know that she was a Southern Baptist woman with two children stepping into a traditional Italian Catholic family. So let's that that's a, that's just thing one. <laughs> uh, not yeah. to mention she was divorced. So uh, anybody that knows anything about the uh, Catholic religion back then is oh no oh no that is just not a good thing. But that's just one thing of many I found out later. I just had no idea what it was like for her. And I'm surprised that all of us didn't end up in jail. I think we didn't, thanks to her. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I remember there was at one stage, Nash, uh, his mom was sending me, like, horrible texts, like, and, and, you know, saying all these things. And Nash looked at me and he said, is my mom sending you 
um, you know, these texts. And I said, I said, yeah. And he said, what is she saying? And I said, you know, and I showed him some of them because I was like, well, he's asking, he wants to know. And you know what, you can say that some of the things you do are right or wrong, but each moment is a different choice and a different possibility. And she was saying that I was trying to take him away from her and let, let them not mm. see, you know, let's see her, see him, etc. And he actually, he said, can I call my mom? And I said, sure. And so he rang his mom and so like, so sensibly and with so much clarity, he said, mom, he said, this is my choice. And Simone is not trying to take me away from you. I'm choosing this and spoke to her about it. And he said, can you please not say things like that to Simone again? And it was, he was like, I think he was 11 at the time. Mm. And it was awesome, but he wanted the information. He got it. And so that he could, there was like the truth to it. He could, he could talk to that. And so that he got to choose what he desired to have in his life. That's yeah. It is. It is. And one of the things we're going to talk about when we come back, Simone, is that we're going to talk about uh, a little bit. Uh, well, actually, it has a lot to do uh, with your book about relationship. Are you sure you want one? Because <laughs> I, 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 let me tell you, I, that is a question that I think long and hard about for myself. Um, but there's so much to that question. Now, when you put that together with the conversation we're having now about blending families together, which nobody actually thinks is possible. It's a great little word. I think it was a movie. Um, you're mm -hmm. really faced with relationship things all the time. When we come back, we're going to talk about what do we think about these relationships? And I just get did, did Simone think this through, right? Did, did, did she think this through and then write the book or did she write the book and then have the, uh, I know I'm getting all way personal here. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Gifted intuitive healer and spiritual teacher, Sarah Luce, brings her unique style to the hit show, Small Steps, Big Breakthrough Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each month as Sarah turns reality on end and shows us how to experience expansive results with simple yet powerful steps. Expect an enlightening bend on what you currently believe is possible. For show details and upcoming topics, visit SarahLoose.com. That's S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at TracyLClark.com. 
If you're dealing with fear and anxiety, you've probably noticed that the more you fight these emotions, the stronger they seem to get. Dr. Friedemann Schaub, the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, explains that instead of suppressing, we need to identify and resolve the deeper, subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety. His personal breakthrough program has helped thousands worldwide to overcome their emotional challenges. To learn more, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com and schedule your free consultation with Dr. Schaub now. Choose the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each week on Transformation Talk Radio as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. The Cornelia Stephanie Show is your catalyst for anchoring heaven on earth on a global scale. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at the com. Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. Guess who I'm here with? Dr. Glenna Rice and Simone (laughs) Moses. Dr. Glenna Rice, Simone. Um, We started this out today because uh, I think for the three of us, we're looking at and we've talked about, and you're right, Dr. Glenna, this goes back like a year, at least a year, where there was this revelation about phenomenal stepmoms and how that was very different than what we grew up with, what we grew up with in fairy tales. I mean, seriously, not cool stuff with that. But now we're watching the evolution and and we're talking about moms today. And there's a reason which I won't go into, but there is research that talks about being a stepmom and a stepdad are fundamentally different in different energies, different agreements you make. And so that's another show. But we're talking about what can we learn beyond the stereotype? And then also, you know, Simone, in your body of work, we are talking about relationship. We'll talk about, we'll talk about your book as well. Um, before we go ahead, Dr. Glenna Rice, uh, Dr. Glenna, you have websites, you're very active in your events. What's the best way for folks to know about that? And then Simone, for you as well. Yeah, the best place to find out about me is theaccessconsciousness.com slash Dr. Glenna Rice. The Access website and just slash Dr. Glenna Rice will find all my events. I also have a wonderful ongoing event right now. It's called Storytime for Parents, where we are doing a book club for parents on the Conscious Parents, Conscious Kids book. And I think we're three shows or four shows in. There's still some more. Um, and it's being translated into five languages. So you can find mm-hmm. that at accessconsciousness.com slash CP, CK, mm-hmm. and then look for upcoming um, events. Awesome. Simone, how about you? What's the best way for folks to find about you, find about the book? How can we do that? Um, well, same thing. You can go to accessconsciousness.com and uh, you can find me with Simone Millis's M-I-L-A-S-A-S. 
And you can also go to simonemelissas.com and uh, relationshipareyoushoreyouwantone.com. That just, that every time you say that, I just get a hot flash. <laughs> just, yeah. I'm, I'm like sitting here and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Um, look, I don't think there's a mistake that we're talking right now about relationships and we're talking about the journey of becoming a stepmom. Um, I, I just gave you thing one out of the gate for my stepmom, my mom, who the pain and the agony of just that one thing and watching her go from church to church to be turned away as she tried to become Catholic. And I think finally we found some one bishop somewhere that said something to her, uh, found out something about her divorce and allowed her and my stepsisters to become and take the journey um, to convert over. Uh, now, having said that, as they did that, I got to become a Southern Baptist. And so in the journey of things, that's just one thing. We could spend the next year talking about the things that come up and we probably wouldn't exhaust the list. But Simone, here's the question. It is about relationships, isn't it? And it is about, you know, do we even think about, do I really want one? And by the way, is the one I'm saying yes to in the role of stepmom, is it different? Take us on a journey with those questions, Simone. So, yeah, okay. So I I never really desired to have a relationship. I was definitely not one of those people, you know, that was like, oh, when I meet the one or, <laughs> you know, having to, you know, I've had friends throughout the years who, you know, you know, they always want to find a man and they think that that's going to be the answer. I actually remember being at a family gathering and I overheard my mother saying, oh, she'll be happy when she finds the one. And I was like, are you kidding me? I've just spent three years traveling around the world, having the best time of my life. But my mother's point of view was I couldn't be happy because I wasn't with someone. So, but that was never my point of view. So I was never looking for a relationship. Uh, and then when I met Brendan, uh, he was one of the most kindest, caring, nurturing people I've ever met. And we refused to admit that we were in relationship, I think, for close to two years until mm -hmm. his mother actually said, okay, she said, I need some help here. And we were like, what? And she said, you say you're not in relationship, but if, if, you, if I wanted a relationship, I look at you two and that's what I would like. And mm. so we looked at each other and went, oh, shoot, you might have to say that we're in relationship. And with Nash, he was at that stage living uh, half with his mum and half with us. So, and I travel a lot as well. So it was very, um, I'm going to say casual sort of creation. It wasn't like we, I mean, Brendan moved in one time. We came back from New Zealand from a trip and he said to me, I need somewhere to put my clothes. And I looked at him and said, are you moving in? And he went, I guess so. And we we're like, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> and it just sort of, everything just sort of occurred and just flowed like that. And I've got to say, when we we use the tools of access consciousness in our relationship, and that's mainly what this book is about, relationship, are you sure you want one? Because there's so many moments that come up that, you know, you want to get cranky, you want to get frustrated, you want to, you know, uh, push the other person away or create separation. But what do you truly desire in a relationship? 
So there's been a lot of moments where, like, for example, one day I remember I was being, I was cranky at Brandon and I didn't even remember why, but I wanted everything to be about me. And we live across the road from the beach and I walked across to the beach and I was going for a walk and Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, rang me and he's like, hey, how are you doing? And I was like, not great. I said, and I told him what was going on and he said, you need to go home and you need to make everything about Brendan. And I was like, I don't want to make everything about Brendan. And he said, I'm telling you, you know, if you go home and make it all about him, this will change the energy. And every other tool I had used in Access had worked. So I thought, okay, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? So I walk in the house and I just started to talk to Brendan with like energetically, everything was about him and making it about him. And I'm not kidding, within 10 minutes, he was like, can I get you a drink? What would you like me to cook you for dinner? Like, mm. And I was like, oh, my God, this stuff really works. So <laughs> that's, what, that's what the tools in this book are about, is these really pragmatic tools that if you do desire a relationship, then this is a way that you can have it. And also, I would love everyone to question every single day. It's like, you know, if relationship is working for you. Like I was, I'm in Rome at the moment and I just saw this couple down at the pool today and you should have seen the argument they had because he wanted to lie in the sun and she wanted to lie in the shade. And it was like, there's all these seats available. And to me, I went, well, why don't you just go lie in the sun and you lie in the shade? Like you would have been three seats away from each other. But so many people create relationship based on you have to be next to this person the whole time rather than what would you like to choose and what would I like to choose? And how do we create that not from exclusion, but from an inclusion of the other person, but not negating or giving away anything that you're choosing? So if you ask every day if this is working for you and then have a look at it energetically if it is. I mean, at the moment, we've got uh, our travel, like we, we've we're hugely busy with our travel and not necessarily together anymore because we're both doing these more advanced classes in access. So we're splitting up a lot. So we've spending like we looked at it and we went, okay, what's our priority? And for me, my priority is creating more consciousness on the planet and him too. So we looked at our schedule and said, okay, I'm not going to create it. So every three weeks I have to see you, I'm going to create this. So it matches the energy of what I'd like to see on the planet. So that's what we're doing. So at the moment, it's like next year, there's one month where I probably wouldn't see him for, um, I mean, one one time where I wouldn't see him for two months. So we'll see what that looks like. But it's like, so you've got to keep in question of what it is you desire to create with your life. And does it include relationship or not? Are you sure you want one? <laughs> yeah, I love the question because it really opens up for a, a whole conversation, perhaps, that one we didn't think we're supposed to have. Let's do this supposed to thing, Dr. Glenda. You know I can go there, right? You know, the supposed to thing. You mean I'm really not supposed to be in one relationship? Where does that kind of say that? Uh, how do I explain that to my family and friends? And I know we've made some progress along the way here. I know we have. Because my friends just stop asking me. They stop trying to fix me up. And what they're trying to do now is send me and say, just say, why don't you just go back to your ex? You guys really got along really well. What do you think about that? And I thought, wow, that's like a brilliant idea. I mean, honestly, I really did. I was like, huh, what would Glenna say? What else is possible here? See, because... 
personally for me, the thought of getting into a relationship and not having agreement, Simone, like you just have right there. Because I think if you looked at our three lives, I, would you? could we all agree like we're like on a mission, right? Yes. <laughs> right, right. I got to tell you that I tried online dating. When you can't find time to go on a date, do not do online dating. And so it leads us to ask, what are the relationships I'd love to have? What's possible in what I can create? You know, see, what I love talking about this is my stepmom didn't necessarily sign up for what she got. And I'll tell you, my dad lost everything. Here she is now in the Bronx, my two stepsisters, no money, trying to figure out how to put food on the table. And she's trying to figure out how to be the best mom she can. And on my 11th birthday, gets arrested for shoplifting to shoplift a gift for me. Wow. Now, I got to tell you that I learned about possibilities from there. But I had a question for each of you. Sometimes we can't possibly know everything that society says we should know when we say yes to relationships. What do y'all think about that one? Glenna? <laughs> That's what I was thinking too, Glenna. Because you have children, right? I mean, you know, you know, Dr. Glenna, you've gone through raising children. You're out in the world, right? You're passionate and purposeful and on point. And uh, I don't know if, uh, if you are in a place where you can think about relationships, but let's take a short break. And when we come back, Simone, I don't think we're going to let Dr. Glenn off the hot seat on this one. That's not happening. <laughs> Let's take a short When we come back, how do we reconcile the vision or the dream that we have about relationship and what actually shows up? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at TracyLClark.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. 
Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about living lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. What is holding you back from living the life you are meant to live? Why is it vital to believe in something bigger than yourself? Are you in physical or emotional pain? Tune in monthly to Vibrant Purposeful Living. Awaken the vibrant life within you with Lou Paradise and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Lou's passion is to help everyone experience positive solutions for life. Find out more about Lou with Vibrant Purposeful Living at LouParadise.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You know, I'm so thrilled that we're talking about, first of all, we're talking about relationships. We're also talking about, you know, several aspects of them. One is uh, relationships. Uh, And I think the question that we posed up front, uh, and Simone, that's what you were talking about earlier, you know, as we're looking at relationships. First of all, I, I don't know, do we even ask the question, uh, uh, whether or not we actually want to have a relationship. Do we actually ask ourselves that question? Do we actually ask ourselves what that even means? And I think today we're talking about that also in combination with what happens when we do get all in and then find out that I now have a new role. I now am in relationship but now I have an incredible family. And I think before the, the break, Dr. Glenda, we were really talking about, you know, what happens when you think you're saying yes to something, you show up in your yes suit, and then all of a sudden you're looking and the world around you actually seems like something from a science fiction movie. <laughs> That's just my, Simone's like thinking, I know Simone's thinking, oh my goodness, this child must have something going on with relationships. (laughs) Um, But, but, you know, that might be a little drastic, but the point is this, I, I don't think I know a single person that ended up in a relationship exactly the way I thought it was going to be, right? That doesn't mean it has to be bad either. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you step into the possibilities of that. And that is a true story about my stepmom. Yeah, that's an amazing story. That was quite, yeah, to walk into that family and to make it work for you guys and to be a great stepmom is amazing. Um, You had asked just before the break about relationship with me. And this question, do you want one, is something that I ask all the time. And I haven't been in a relationship um, 
that's been very significant or very, you know, little dabbling here and there since my divorce, which was like 14 years ago. And that works for me right now. I think to, to have a relationship, I would have, it would have to create more for me being in one than I create not being in one. Um, and that I'm, I am open to the possibility of. It's not something I'm saying I wouldn't do, mm. but it's not something I'm looking every day for. I do not feel like I'm lacking anything by not having a relationship or not having the perfect man in my life. I know I actually create a lot more now than I did in any of the previous relationships I've ever had. And that that is wonderful for me to create more because that's what I really enjoy doing the most is, is to being creative and instituting things. And I know in the past, if I went into a relationship, I zeroed right in on that person and I started creating less. And that is not something I can actually, I can't be me and be doing that. Um, so it's not in this 10 seconds and it could change any time. Um, and it is interesting how people expect you to want to be in relationships all the time. <laughs> it was funny <laughs> you're doing online dating. I have not done that. Oh, done not, that. Good. not good. Not good for me. <laughs> it's not good for me because I'm like you both, right? Um, and I thought, okay, maybe I'm going to hit somebody that was equally like uh, self-employed entrepreneur, right? And, and clearly I did. But even with that moment, and I got to say it was a hot second for me <laughs> in the online dating arena. Uh, but even in that hot second, right, I couldn't keep up. I mean, I found myself, oh my gosh, we're going to go dancing. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on here? Right? I want to watch Netflix because why? I'm working a lot. Um, but I had to go through that to figure it out for myself, right? Yeah. And, and I think what I realized is I have the best friends and support system. Linda has been, Linda is my rock, my best friend. And I asked myself the question, what hole was I trying to fill? Do you see? Maybe that's not the right question, right? But, but I did realize that all of my friends were either getting married, remarrying, in relationships, and I wasn't. And I thought I felt like, oh, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with me. No, there's not. Right. There's, but I think we could tend to think there is and jump into relationship to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I so I don't think relationship is the answer. Relationship is not the answer. And you guys have all, you know, come up with some really good points here as well, because I do think you have to figure out what it is that you desire. And one of the things that we talk about, you know, in the book is the only place that I would, you know, ever choosing to do relationship is when you are going to create at least 20 times more that you would together than you would alone. Like Lena's saying, she creates more than she's ever created when she was with someone. Yeah. So many people start to lose them and start to use the other person as a source for something, whether it's a source of joy or it's a source of happiness or it's a source of, you know, leaning on someone or financial. And it's like you, it takes away from you being you. So I think if you do choose to do relationship, it needs to be a choice every day and it's not an answer. And, there, you know, you mentioned the perfect man there, Glenna. There, there is no perfect man. There is no perfect relationship. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> there is no the one. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like that. There is no dream. It's literally a choice to be, 
you know, with someone that is 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 fun for you to be with and you create more. And I mean, I guess that the easy thing with relationship is, well, I like to think that you have regular sex and if you like sex, then you can have regular sex. But then there's so many people that I see that are in relationship that don't have that. And yeah, I was just going to say. people who are not in relationship that have, that have more regular sex than once. So it's like it all gets so confused <laughs> and there's all these like conflictual paradigms that, that they're looking for an answer from something rather than you both touched on this, the being you, figure out what it is that you desire because that is one of your greatest strengths and capacities for you to know what you desire and require and need and go forth with that, whatever that looks like. Well, I know for me that if I ever do choose a relationship <laughs> in the future, I am going to read your book at least two or three times before. Um, and it's not <laughs> out yet, but just talking to you today and what I've known and seen you creating over the years, that the information in the book is going to be so valuable to, to choosing that way. So you don't lose yourself. You don't make it an answer. And it's always something that contributes more to you. Yeah. yeah, and I know we originally started talking about this as uh, the stepmom thing too, and it, and it is about relationships. And one of the things like just this week I've been looking at is, you know, as I said, Nash is in boarding school and we're looking at the schedule for 2019 and there is a lot of the times where Brenda and I are not, um, you know, not together, but I'm looking at where can I take Nash? And he becomes a priority as well because he's a mm. 13-year-old kid who looks at me at his mum and I will be that for him, like whatever he needs. But also if I choose for me, I show him what it's like to choose for him. And I think that's really important too. Yeah. I, I, you know, what you both are talking about is, and this is what I'm really struck by. I'm really struck by the fact that we're talking about having a choice. You see, there are so many women. I don't know what it's like for men. I only talk for a woman, but there are so many women that are part of a culture perhaps where they don't feel they have a choice. And I think that's at the top of my list for what we're talking about today. And then we're talking about, you know, like what we choose. You know, we have the ability to, to decide that. See, this is not necessarily about what happened to my stepmom, right? And my stepmom walked into a relationship because my mom died. So there wasn't, there wasn't the ex. But I got to tell you, there was the ex's family. And <laughs> that, that is just, that was so ugly. Uh, ugly. And my mother tried, my stepmom tried to be the best Southern Italian she could. <laughs> I mean, I've watched that woman cook a traditional Southern turkey dinner for my sisters and for my dad and my dad's family learn how to cook lasagna, by the way, with uh, bacon fat that's been sitting in the Crisco can for about a month. And I watched this. I watched her do this. But the thing that I also watched is she cut me no slack. See, that's why I'm the woman I am today. She cut me no slack. Despite having to balance what my relatives would think of her, she stepped forward and said, you know what? You are going to learn a few things about, A, how to take care of yourself. And I'm going to teach you about perseverance. You're not going to give up as easily as you give up. And I thought about that. 
And I thought, where would I be today without her willingness to take a lot of grief and take me on as a project, right? <laughs> yeah. I love that too. Um, it's interesting because I don't I, you know, don't have a stepmom, but my children do. They have a stepmom who my ex-husband remarried a woman and he dated for quite a while some quite horrible women. And I remember asking a, a question, um, what would it take for him to date or hook up or get together with someone that actually would be a contribution to my children? Because it was starting to get so frustrating for me the way these I would get these stories home from um, from my kids after they'd spend an afternoon Hi. with him. And uh, what question could I ask to change this mm. was, was where I was coming from. And he ended up marrying a woman that, you know, it, it's, I didn't notice it right at first, but she is, is in doing animation work, which is one of the things my middle daughter, Saoirse, is now doing. And she was a huge contribution mm -hmm. to that with her. And just in the way she's contributed were things I would have never expected. But by asking the question, I allowed it to show up right. and allowed children to have something totally different with her. Um, and then being grateful for what she does offer. You know, mm -hmm. where she does step up and not, I'm not expecting her to be a full-time mom with him when I'm not around. But the, mm -hmm. what she does gift to them is a huge um, contribution to what they're creating. And by me willing to see it, I'm seeing, I see, because I was willing to ask the question, I can see it when it starts to show up. And then acknowledging yeah. it and asking, asking for more. Because she is going to be part of the creation of their life for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, Simone, your book comes out, I think it's in December, and Dr. Glenna, you know, what Simone is looking at and in the perspective that I think, Simone, you take in your upcoming book is you're giving it from two different perspectives, right? You know, a man's point of view and a woman's point of view. Um, and I just want to say for all of you out there and all of my friends in uh, the LGBTQ community, this is a book and this conversation is for everyone. It's for everyone. You know, the exact scenarios may not be the same, but the bottom line is at the end of the day, you have said yes to being in relationship with someone and the issues that come up, the things that come up, the things that can be thought about up front is all about choice. Um, uh, before we continue, I'm going to go ahead and skip the break. I, I again want to mention um Dr. Glenna, for you, can you tell me how folks can find out more about you, talk about some of the classes you're doing, and then Simone, you as well. Yeah, I'd love to. So easiest way to find my classes is to go to accessconsciousness.com slash Dr. Glenna Rice. I also have glennarice.com, web, my website. Um, and then the for parenting, for the Conscious Parenting, Conscious Kids um, website is accessconsciousness.com slash cpck. And I have quite a few classes. I have kind of a world tour going to Vienna, Amsterdam, Osaka, Delhi, all in the next couple of months. And all of that's on there. I'll be teaching the Energetic Manual Therapy class, a Conscious Parents, Conscious Kids class in Delhi, um, mm. and some three-day body wow. classes. Awesome. Wow. Simone, how about you? Yeah, you can go to accessconsciousness.com uh, forward slash Simone Millis, which is M-I-L-A-S-A-S. Also, my website, Simone Miller. Hello, everyone. Um, or relationship, are you sure you want one? 
uh, com. And I've got uh, the classes I've got actually coming up are to do with my first book that I wrote called Joy of Business. <laughs> but uh, and I have a class coming up in November. It's in Noosa, Australia. It's beautiful. You should come. But it's also live streamed. So you mm. can join it from anywhere in the world. And that's in November, and that's all on the websites as well. Accessjoyofbusiness.com is the, but is the business site. But before we get to those callers, it's, uh, it's a masterclass, three-day masterclass, uh, business done different, and it's it really is totally different. I mean, I, I get that I look at the world in a very, very different way uh, with business, with relationship, <laughs> with choices, but before with we get everything. To those and callers, I would like to invite everyone in the world to start to look heal- at every aspect of their life from knowing that they have choice and they ha- there's so many more possibilities available. It's like you have, you know, every single second and every single moment of the day is a place where you have another point of choice. It's like this, you know, inception of possibilities every moment. So there's so much more available and you're not the old man out. It's available for everybody. <laughs> well, I love this. I love what we're talking about. I know we've got a, a, a little bit of time left and I want to jump to the question of possibilities. And I wasn't kidding when I said before that, and Glenna, this really had something to do with a conversation or a show we did maybe about a year ago. And I did start to look at a past relationship of mine that I was literally a walking nightmare in. You know what I mean? And I started to look at that and I started to look at the question of, huh, what's possible here? Not from a point of desperation, but from an energy of entering into that space. So number one, I had to first make amends, which I did, which was haunting me, which was horrible. I had to just say, you know what? I never really said how absolutely sorry I am for the crazy that I brought to that relationship, right? It's very, very young, no excuse, but I was crazy even before the relationship. And I, I don't know what we think. I think we think when we get into relationship, we're not going to be crazy anymore. I, I'm going to write that book. This quick break. <laughs> I write that book. Yeah. Crazy still exists. Yeah, that's it. I'm telling you. But somehow we think relationship, all of a sudden I'm, we're going to be different. No. Um, and I didn't have any tools really. But the possibilities, when we start to open it up and we come from a place of expansive limitlessness, it is amazing what new ideas you get. And I would like to ask each of you, what would you say your new relationship idea is that you'd like to contribute to the show today in closing? This is one of the things I've been looking at um, at the moment. And I mean, I just briefly uh, mentioned something there about the inception of possibilities. And I see people, Hello, everyone. They, they judge themselves into thinking that they're less than. Okay. So if you could stop judging yourself into thinking you're less than, but also the flip side of it is people always go to this place of sitting in judgment of, well, I need to ask for more. I want more. And it's like, but both of them are based on, both of them are based on a judgment rather than what if you look at what is at this very moment. And like I said before, there's this inception of possibilities. Like every single choice you make allows you to receive something different. It's like, there's this moment that when you make a choice, something else can show up. 
And what I would like to invite people to is being incredibly present with where they're at right now, whether that is, you know, anywhere, it's like in your life, at work, traveling, whatever you're choosing to do, and have a look at the possibilities that are available now and stop stop making choices based on the past or what you've decided your future has to look like. Because if you decide what your future has to look like, then it can only show up that way. And you'll usually end up in judgment of what has not shown up rather than going, okay, what can I choose right now? What can I choose right now? What if life was the adventure of living? What if the purpose of life was to have fun? And it's like, you need to make your choices every moment of the day and have that adventure. Mm. That's awesome. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and so much of that with relationship, because so many of us think we're supposed to be in one. We've decided we're supposed to be in one and we never take that moment to look at what would actually work for us, what our choice would be. And just to have the energy of choosing in 10 seconds, just choosing in this moment, totally present here with me, you know, would I like to be in a relationship? What if I created a relationship and seeing what that choice creates for my future? And if I'm choosing not to be in one, what that choice creates for my future and being brutally honest with me about what I would like to create and what's going to create more for me and looking for what's light or heavy in those different choices. So you know what's true for you, not what society is supposed to tell you, not what your friends and your family and your mother <laughs> is telling you, but so you know what's true for you and what would create more for you. And if you're choosing from that place, your life gets greater. If you're choosing for what creates more for you, more shows up and greater things show up for you. It's quite mm -hmm. an incredible way to create your life from choice. Mm -hmm. What and I love it about it. It takes a lot of I'm vulnerability sorry, too. Yes. So just, take, just what Glenn is saying and what I'm yeah. saying too. You've got to be quite vulnerable with that moment yes. and just go, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I got this. I'm <laughs> choosing my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really do. You know, I, I think we're, we're kind of talking about it, you, you know, in a very lighthearted way here, but it does really take on an energy of its own. And, you know, we're talking about responsibility for the decision, but more importantly, we're talking about getting all in. See, for me, my lesson was, uh, and my God, I don't even want to talk about therapy because that's a whole nother conversation. But, you know, you can't have one foot in and one foot out. I'm not talking about like physically, because honestly, for me, there's no way that, you know, uh, I, I'm going to end up being in the same proximity as somebody right now in my life. But I'm talking emotionally and I'm talking in energetically. And since we are talking about a stepmom, that is the greatest gift you could give a child. My stepmom, regardless of what it was like with my dad, my stepmom was all in for me and my two sisters and then my brothers. She was all in. And it's hard to put a value on that. Do you see what I mean? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely. And I hope that that is what I am for Nash too. Um, I, I do ask to be that every day for him because it's, yeah. If you, you know what, you have a child in your life, it's like some, you have to make that a, you have to make that a priority to educate them and be available for them in what they desire. And there's a, there's a fine line. You don't have to give you away. It's like he knows. I mean, I was at the movies with him um, recently and there was some advert on and they said something about like you don't have anything and the adverts are on. He looks at me and he goes, 
that's not me. He said, I have my popcorn and I have the most amazing stepmom in the world. Mm, <laughs> I was wow. like, oh, oh well, I'm like sitting there and almost in tears just going, oh, no, she, like, mm. it's so cute. What a gift. What a gift. Yeah. Totally. And I think yeah. that is in, in wrapping this up today. I think that's what we're talking about is I like the idea that we started out talking about this as a choice. Um, what I had to choose was how was I going to behave slash treat my stepmom years later? Was I going to try to understand what it was like for her, especially at times when things were really rough for us kids. Am I going to do that? And I think, Simone, you said it. What's the degree of vulnerability are each of us capable of? What is that? See, that's the question I get to ask myself and as I think about relationships. Because if I'm not willing to be vulnerable, I just don't even know how relationship can even come out of my mouth. I don't know yeah. what you think. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, if you're going to have, you know, an interaction with someone, like, you know, I mean, it's sort of like having this interaction. How do you have an interaction with someone instead of doing relationship from this reality is what I invite you to is you've got to be willing to have fun with them. And it's like you don't own them, you don't control them, you don't do serious, and you've got to be willing to be vulnerable with them and you've got to start with you. You've got to be incredibly vulnerable with you. And that means like, you know, trusting you, being in allowance of you, having gratitude for yourself, like honoring you and your choices, not from exclusion and not from inclusion, from something totally different, something really unique. And it's like, what if you were willing to discover what that is? Because I don't have an answer. And I don't mm. think anyone has an answer. I think this is a choice that you need to make every moment and see what shows up. Wow. I love it. What a great way to end the show. Thank you both for joining us all to hear today. Yeah. yeah what a Thank great you, Dr. Pat and Dr. Glenn. This has been fabulous. Mm. <laughs> Boy, I hope we, I hope we do it again. Um, the thing that I want to say to all of you tuning us in and turning us on, if you missed any part of this, please go to transformationtalkradio.com, certainly the Dr. Pat show and Dr. Glenna Rice will be back again next month. Everyone remember, what else is possible in your life? We'll see you next time. Preceding audio was via a Skype call.